My name is Chris Little. I am the host of the Lifestyle Chase podcast. This is season five. All right. So welcome back to the Lifestyle Chase. I have brought back a frequent guest, Mr. Mark Zaret. How are you doing today? I am doing absolutely fantastic. I'm doing a lot better right now because this was a this was a much needed surprise to be able to just chat with you. I mean, the podcast is great, but it's just seeing your face, chatting with you, it, it makes life happier once again. Not that it wasn't happy before, but it just it gives it a gigantic boost. Well, I mean, life has been wild, and I think it's been crazy busy and uh, full of adventure for both of us. So let's kind of bring it back up to speed. Like, I'm pretty sure the last time we had a really deep dive, good conversation was probably close to a year ago. I think maybe like last beginning of the year 2022 or something like that. So like, what's life looking like for you now when we're almost at the end of the year? Um, We managed to coordinate this on a busy hectic day what's happening uh yeah life is times are times are pretty crazy you know i feel like the the common phrase the last few years has been like you know next year will be different next year will be different next year will be less chaotic and less chaotic but even before like pandemic stuff happened i feel like that was just a that was just a lost cause in general like times are always going to be stressful it's just uh, how you manage them how you deal with them but overall life is life is good it is just very very crazy you know as i uh, i i don't remember last time we talked i don't really remember if i had gotten to my eye issue if i i don't know if i've mentioned this stuff with my eye so like i have this issue with my right eye and like i can see it you have this really dope setup now with your with your um with your podcast. I mean, it's like most things in life, Chris, you are on the upper echelon of, of things. And I'm, I'm way down here. I'm a peasant down below, but I can really see myself here. And um, so I got this weird issue with my eye and I've been going through, it's been like a year now of all these different tests trying to figure out what's wrong with this. So like, I got like some type of nerve issue in my right eyelid. And so I just like started noticing it randomly, like about a year ago and my right eyelid will like, it like gets really droopy and like, I can't control it. I can't lift it. I can't do anything with it. And it's weird because some days it will be way worse than others. So like some days you can't notice it at all. And some days it's like really bad. Like it's just like really, really droopy. And like, I can raise my eyebrows, but I can't do anything with my eyelid. It's so effed up. So I've been going through all these series of tests and like ruling out all these things. Like I had to get I had to run through all of the gamuts of everything. Like <laughs> so goes my life. I just find some one random thing and it goes down this rabbit hole. But um, I think it might be something called myosthenia gravis, which is like an immune disorder. But if not, like it could be, it could be a multitude of things. I could have had just some type of nerve damage going through my eye. So like I actually just last week had a, a different type of test where like they had to stick all these needles in different places, and then I had to like set up all these like shocking things. Um, in a few weeks now, I have to go back and get like this like single fiber type test. All these random, random things. So I'm dealing with that. Um, that that's been like one of the main things. It's weird because it doesn't hurt at all. I can't really feel it. It's just I can notice it. And some days when it's really bad, like I, I can't not, I can't unnotice it then. So then it just like bothers me and it like messes with me like crazy. But just some random thing. Like there was no accident. There was no something. I almost like wish there was an accident where I got like I got hit in the head and then that's where there was a result of it. It's like it just started happening. So really, really crazy. 
I mean, that's sort of something that probably a lot of people can relate to in the sense that, like, we don't necessarily have the best story for all the things that happen to us in life. Like, the adversity that we face, it, it often comes by surprise. So, like, when you're in the middle of it, like, what are you doing to kind of, like, maintain the positive attitude that I know you to have? Like, I know that not every day is going to be splendid and perfect and spectacular, but, like what are you doing to kind of keep your head above water when there's all these things kind of like occupying your headspace? Uh, I think, I think it kind of relates to a lot of stuff that we've probably talked to in the past. It's like, I'm a big perspective guy and putting things in perspective and having like this kind of recentering by juxtaposing what you're going through with one, what you could be going through, what others have gone through the fact, the reality of the old adage of you're either going into a storm in the middle of a storm or coming out of a storm, like so goes life. And, you know, if it wasn't this, like this is super frustrating and it can really be bothersome, but like if it wasn't this, there would be some other issue in life. Like these things manifest themselves in some way, uh, one way or another. So like that reality kind of keeps me grounded. And then just, it's, it's like anything, you know, you don't, don't necessarily try to deny something, just flood your life with better things. And like um, really focusing on, the good things that I do have, like if this is the worst of my problems. So like even going through this, you know, uh, I had to get scanned for all these things that they thought it might be like brain cancer. They're looking for tumors. I'm getting all of these things. And it's like, man, I don't know where something that might have brain cancer, like those things, they really F with you. So it's like at the end of the day, worst case, if, if they don't even, if they never find out what it is, it's just like, I have this messed up eyelid out of nowhere. And if the worst case scenario is I have a droopy eyelid, that sucks, but like, it's not really that, like, that's really not that bad. And the other areas of my life <clears throat> and specifically some are really, really good. So how can I really complain? Me and Chelsea just went to Ireland. Like we were, so me and Chelsea got married in January of 2020 and we were going to go on a honeymoon that summer. And obviously yeah, that got shut down next year. It got shut down and we were just like, we got to go do something and we got to make it happen. So we went to Ireland and Germany about a month ago and it was just like, it was incredible. It was, it was awesome. So like I look back and that's the, that's what sucks about this being my eye too, though. Every picture, everything like that's the first, it's all I notice. Like it doesn't matter. That's all I can focus on is that. So like we have all these pictures and like, I'll notice my eye right away and I'll get all pissy. But then I'm like, wait a second. Like this is a picture of us in Frankfurt, Germany, or like, you know, Dublin, like life is really, really good. Like the reality is we could always, this is like for anybody with anything. If you want to find the negative in something and you want to feel oppressed, you want to feel like you're like you're, everything is against you or like you just have it so bad, you'll find a way, you'll find something because they're always out there. But the reality is the good things are there too. So if you just cho choose to, fo if you, you choose to focus on those, you know, you can't go wrong. I mean, I completely it's easier said than done at times. What's that? Which is easier said than done at times. I think absolutely with, with regards to that, like a lot of us can sort of almost preach like the positive attitude and focusing and reframing and stuff. And then we can end up sort of sitting in the shit and actually having to face it head on and being in the midst of it feels a lot different than kind of anticipating it. But one thing that I'd say is that just like, 
being able to completely relate to that attitude on life and how it does make a pretty substantial difference. Like, I mean, like we're not guaranteed to have an infinite number of years on this earth. And a lot of the times we're kind of like gambling with our time. Like we don't necessarily know what, what we're going to get and what we're not going to get. And so it's best to be focused on sort of just the day in front of us. And that's why it's so amazing that we're able to spontaneously put this episode together uh, one of the mm-hmm. things top of mind for me as I kind of browse through social media is oftentimes, and this is going to sound kind of critical, but it's just like when I'm seeing people that are just blatantly complaining um, the loudest on social media. And I say that just in being that like they're making their problems seem like it's everybody's problem, but it's something along the lines of like their coffee took an extra 10 minutes to be brewed or something like it's, it's really not a problem. And then I contrast that with somebody who's actually quite quiet about everything that they're going through. And like, they're going through like earth shattering, like life changing moments with regards to their health or maybe their financial state. And it's like, there's really nothing that can save them from their situation. They have to make the best of it. And you're just comparing and contrasting that person who still has a positive attitude with this person who like they had the means to go to Starbucks and Starbucks took an extra 10 minutes for their drink and they're just upset. They just want to tell everybody yeah. how just their day is wrecked. And I'm like, wow, like what, what is the expectation of a person who takes that little to see a problem? Like what do they think that that's going to compound to? And I often think about like the attitude that we have in each of our individual days makes such a big difference like years from now that we need to be very like aware of our attitude because it's just like investing. It's just like putting uh, money into like an investment account and just like seeing it either make a difference or not make a difference. Like if we are condescending and unhappy and complaining about every single variable that we come across, that's not going to compound in the right direction. It's just going to have us stuck Versus if we're mm-hmm. dealt some bad cards and we're still able to kind of find the best of the situation. And then maybe we get dealt some good cards too. And we're still able to find the best of the situation and we're looking out for people around us and stuff. Like it's, it's a big difference. And honestly, like to, to bring my ramble to full circle moment, I am, I'm grateful of the, the positive outcome that you have, despite the droopy eyelid. Um, it's kind of like you're in one of those situations where you still have, a little bit of control and i think that's that's pretty awesome like that's great and hopefully more good news to come as, as time goes on yeah and i think i think there will be there you know it's you know being in the unknown in these situations i think is the worst like sometimes bad news is almost better than no news because when you're waiting when you when you're in the when you're looking for something and you're expecting something to come maybe that maybe this speaks to having certain expectations and where you set the bar but like um you know, just not knowing is almost more anxiety ridden than knowing something bad because then you can develop a plan, you can figure out what you got to do and you can move forward one way or the other, assuming that it's not going to go away on its own. So like uh, knowing that and knowing that I can't control, like I have just had to wait for these doctor's appointments. I have to wait to see what goes on. Like, you know, it's like, it's like the old saying, like it's like worrying is like sitting in a rocking chair. It's, it's gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Like you have to realize that you might as well go do something more productive with your time. And again, like perspective, when you were talking about even like having that mindset 
I'm, I'm sure I've brought up Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. It's like in my top three books, my most life-changing books. And it's probably on a lot of people's lists who have read it. But like for anyone that has or hasn't read it, you should read it. Um, it really gives such a such a profound outlook on the power of having hope and purpose and meaning that takes your mind away from the the just awful times that you're going through and what that does for your whole demeanor, your whole attitude, your whole persona, your whole personhood. Because when you lose hope, when you lose that sense of, of joy and happiness and, and what could be, you, you kind of lose everything. And that's, that's an extreme case. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to equate my droopy eyelid with like something like what goes on in that book, the stories in that book or anything, but that same idea applies to anything. Well, it makes like life sense. is good. I'm talking to Chris Little right now. Life is life is really really good. I mean, when I think about situations like this, I'm kind of thinking about a lot of people's mindset coming out of the pandemic, and I feel like a lot of people are uh, people aren't the same version of them that they would have been before any kind of uh, thing that came up for them during the last few years. Like whether it be that maybe isolation made them shift or maybe it was like a values based thing that made them shift or a lifestyle based thing. Maybe it was financially related, but everybody's sort of like how they show up in the world has changed in some ways. And in some ways it's for better. Maybe some people have better boundaries and in some ways it might be worse. Maybe some people aren't giving themselves credit when they need to. Uh, maybe people aren't, uh, sort of showing that they have the control that they have. Um, an example that might be relatable is there's a lot of people who are kind of taking a leap and going and competing in things, whether it be powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting or jujitsu or uh, running long distance, short distance, they're actually putting some skin in the game. And there's sort of like this fork in the road where you can either be that person that's making all these excuses as to why you can't, or you can be that person that just decides, well, like, what's the worst that could happen? And I was actually, mm -hmm. I went to jujitsu just before we started this call and I was having a chat with another white belt. So we've been doing jujitsu for the same amount of time. And I signed up for a competition in February and it's not because nice. I, I'm like the most talented person in the room, but it's more so because I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? I'll lose. Yeah. And what? Who cares? Like, seriously. And then what's the best that could happen? Like, maybe I win. Maybe I learn something. Maybe I actually figure out like what I need to work on for the rest of the year. Um, and so I was having that chat with him and he was, well, I'm not ready. And I'm like, dude, like you, you have just as much, if not more proficiency than I do. Like, there's no reason why you're not ready and I am ready. So I think you should sign up. And it's just like, what tends to happen is you get one person that shows initiative in their life and then they instill that confidence in another person to show that initiative, but you're not going to get it unless you're surrounded by these people. Um, mm -hmm. And so like, if you are feeling like you are lacking control, coming out of the pandemic, I think it's imperative to start surrounding yourself with people who are starting to feel like they have some initiative and that they have some like autonomy and that like they have control of the 24 hours in front of them. Because like you brought up a good point with when it comes to kind of like comparing one scenario where you kind of know the outcome versus the other scenario where you don't know the outcome, because it's kind of one of those things where it's like, even if we know the outcome, we don't know the outcome. I mean, right. 
uh, like when it comes to like let's say friendships you have one friend that you've just known for years and you're like okay we're gonna be friends forever and you have another friend that you just met and you're like i don't know if we're gonna be friends forever like those two friends like their existence in your life is not guaranteed whether it comes to their health whether it comes to like the connection that you've built like it can come and go very very easily and i think that's something that we sometimes forget and so in order to sort of like instill those connections in our life, we need to keep like watering the flowers, pouring in and stuff like that. And then like that's the only thing that gives us that feeling of control is sort of like that action, not so much in knowing the outcome because we can't predict the future. Like a lot of crazy wild things happen in life and they just kind of like catch us blindsided. Um, but we do, we can control like our daily actions, like within our day, like I can control that I showed up to jujitsu today and that I'm going to get 200 grams of protein before I go to bed. And those are things that I can control. And then you can control mm -hmm. that you booked that trip to Ireland and you can control that you took initiative for your health and you can control, um, many, many things, including that coffee routine that actually, I love the coffee routine with the black coffee and the not black coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. Uh, well, I mean that, that's actually, that's actually a, I love everything that you just said there too. And it's, it's a hundred percent true. Like you, there are, it's easy to let the, it's easy to let the things that you can't control skew your vision and get you off track and off focus on the things that you can control. Because the reality is you're in control of a lot more than you think. And a lot of times those things that you can control are actually the things that bring you the most amount of happiness. So like I move, so like the coffee is a good example. Um, what started out is just like a little joke on posting how much my wife puts, how, how much cream my wife puts in her coffee, because it's like a lot of times it's like 75% cream it looks like. Um, what started out is just a joke poking fun at her. It's really a symbol of, so like the coffee is a great example. So like, so I work out before, so I get up at four o'clock every day and I work out before I go to work and, um, I, I can easily let those things run long and we moved. So we moved super close to work, like we, to where I work. So we moved to where I could walk to work. Um, and it would take me about an extra 15 minutes, 20 minutes, let's say, let's say it would add an extra 20 minutes to, to my morning, 15 minutes to, to be, um, if I was moving quick. That's not a lot of time and it would give me more steps and it would be great, but I don't do that. I don't walk to school. I still drive because um, I don't want to sacrifice more sleep getting up early. I, I'm, sleep is my white whale and it's, it's, it's something I, I struggle with forever, but that would cut into a morning 15 to 20 minutes of our time together to have coffee and BS and talk before work. And that is exponentially more valuable than the the extra steps I would get to work. And I move enough anyway the other day. So it's not like I, I need those extra steps. That would be great. But that time is more valuable. And I could get 15 or 20 minutes of extra sleep. Times are mornings can be really stressful. We could both be, be doing other stuff. But that time is something that we can control. And it's exponentially more valuable than anything else. Um, all the other stuff going on, my eye, the stresses at work, stresses at, all the stresses of life, that's a 15-minute block of time every single day that's a non-negotiable because of how much value it adds. And, you know, I mean, you know, as much as anyone with as busy as you are, 
15, 20 minutes are extremely crucial sometimes. Like that could be, you could be doing so many other things that would be very, very helpful in other areas. And I have like a workaholic tendency and like it's easy for me to just burn the candle at both ends all the time. And as the older I get, the more I'm realizing the necessity and not only not only realizing the necessity, but kind of like you alluded to earlier, like carving out and making it a point to do the things that you have control of and seeing the value it adds to your life. Like you saying, I'm going to sign up for this tournament. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready. What do I know? I don't know anything. I'm not going to be ready. And you could, you could mother F yourself in your head up and down and then just not do it and talk yourself out of it. But you just did it. And I thought about something else. I'm kind of, I'm just kind of getting sidetracked here, but I, I don't know the exact number, but I remember seeing a study about like the percentage of people that would speak out or do something if only one person started it. So like, if let's say 10 people were afraid to, I think this was about like some issue or something, but like, we're afraid to say something. If just one person expressed that view, it gives that like 30 or 40% more encouragement and then 30 or 40 more per percent of people would do it if just one person was brave enough to stand out. And like, I thought about that as you were talking about the your, your buddy in the jujitsu class, like, you're going to be the, you're going to be the motivation for him to do it. Like you took the initiative to stand out and say, no, we got to do this. So whether we're ready or not, we're going to do it because you're never going to be ready. And that does parlay into this like ripple effect on other people. And you're absolutely right. Maybe coming out of the last few years, if you feel like you need a change, if you feel like you want to do something in a certain direction, maybe the first step is find those people that you want to emulate, that you want to be around that are going to be those go-getters. And eventually you will become that too. Absolutely. I mean, like in my uh, coaching calls that I've been having lately, one of the things that I've found that have come up is uh, people's ability to kind of like recognize their wins. Like I would say that a lot of people are in some way, shape or form like either through work or through just the emotional bandwidth that has been taken up with just everything, whether it be social media, news, et cetera, like they're burnt out. Um, and so we're forgetting how to kind of like take the things that are going well and be able to use that as like the vehicle for the next thing. Uh, one of the examples that I've done is with one of my clients, I got her to look back to a point before she started working with me and I got her to think about like how she described herself, what her life was like, what her kind of like how she would describe herself applying herself to fitness because like how it kind of went down is, is she reached out to me through one of my question things and then I was able to figure out it was one of those anonymous ones. I was able to figure out who it was. And then long story short, we ended up working together and she had thought that fitness would never be something that would be like suitable for her. She figured she had to like qualify to be able to go up to that tier to be able to do fitness. And she thought that like remote training or like online coaching was going to be something much different than what it was. And then there's so much of the exercises and movements that she previously previously would have thought that she wasn't able to do, or maybe even like out loud said she wasn't capable of doing it because it hurt or like she didn't have the range of motion. And now she herself is demonstrating and she's documenting it and she's telling me about it and she's showing me that she can do it. And so just that contrast um, and it's when you are in that like journey and you're the one doing all the things you don't give yourself credit 
Um, some people do, but most people don't. And I think mm-hmm. it's very important that we get better at that because that is how we kind of keep our morale high. That's sort of like how we set ourselves up for that next step, that next leap. That's how, like, if we don't know what we're doing, that's awesome. It's hard to kind of like inspire other people to do awesome things if we're just like talking poorly of ourselves. And so I just find there's so much opportunity for people to get better at looking inward at looking at what they're able to do at kind of reassessing like how they are spending their time, what they're focused on, what actions they are taking, maybe what actions they're not taking, maybe doing a self audit, things like that. Because like everybody got a little bit shook up the last few years and for better or for worse, we got to move on and we got to like figure out what our next steps are and we got to take opportunities that are in front of us and uh, be our best, uh, be our best self and not to sound lame, but it's just like you get one life. So how are you going to live it? Yeah. And I think the assessment is big too. Like these are like deep reflective things I've been thinking a lot about. Like my, my mindset on a lot of stuff has, has been emboldened. I would say, I don't even want to necessarily say changed, but just it's been emboldened, I think is the better term. And, um, you know, you get this a lot in teaching too. Like it's kind of the, the, the basis behind it, behind everything teaching is like, what are you doing with assessments? Like how, how does that actually, it's, it's one thing to, it's one thing to realize certain things in life, regardless of what, whether it's with your health, your fitness, your, your outgoingness, your career, your whatever. And it's a different thing to, to act upon them. So like, what are you actually doing with, and how has your life changed based off, based off of the assessments that you take in your life? And like, what are you doing to take steps? Like what actionable, tangible, recordable, measurable things are you doing to, to move the needle forward in the direction that you're going? So like, and again, I can I could apply this to numerous things in my life. But like, if we're just going to take a broad example of um, like health and fitness, which I think is good, because I think most people listening to this are into things like that or looking looking into bettering their health and fitness in some way. It's like you can know without a shadow of a doubt over the last few years where you've effed up. Like you you don't you don't need a deep introspection. You don't need a, a big breakdown of like all the ways that you aren't hitting your protein goals or your carb goals or your calorie, your calorie intake. Like most people at a fund, at a, at a foundational level can just be like, I've been, I've been eating, I've been eating horrendously. Like I haven't been moving at all. Great. doesn't matter. Like there's no judgment there. It's like, it is what it is. But like, what are you doing to actually move forward? You can know you want to change, but what are you doing to actually change? You can know you want to better your lives in this way, but are you actually doing them? Maybe the last few years has like, so like for me, I've been thinking a lot about just like the way I perceive certain things and the way I've, I'm very content. So I'll just, I'll use myself as a perfect example. I'm very content in life. And to the point where I would say I'm very, very happy. And I've, I'd say I've, I've always been. And I think that my contentness with things leads me to just not speak out on things because I just don't care. Like, it's just like, whatever, like people are going to do whatever they do. But like, the more you don't, I guess, the more you don't act on things just because it's easier not to, the more that comes back to bite you down the road. So, and, and if we relate this to health and fitness, like the more you just avoid things, the, the more the problem actually grows. So it's like, okay, if you know all of these things, what are you doing now to, to change that? Are you going to continue to get rolled over? Are you going to continue to let the stresses of life force you into eating like crazy? And like are all these things, 
we can identify the problems, but like, are you actually doing the things that you need to do? It's very, very common. And this is me as well. This is, but for most people, it's very, very common to confuse knowing what you have to do with the fact that you're with, with actually doing it. And it's easy to get guys by you. You think you're doing like, and this is something I'll say a lot is like, it's easy to confuse thinking you're doing everything right when in reality you're doing like one or two things right. So you just hinge on those things and you're you're being ignorantly blissful or blissfully ignorant, I should say, in avoiding all the other things that are really what the things that are effing you up. So like, what are you actually doing? I guess my long-winded way of saying like, can you measure the things that you are actually doing to change your life toward the direction that you're trying to go? That's a good point. Like, I think oftentimes when we are able to identify something that we aren't satisfied with in our life, we're usually applying like the exact same inputs, inputs that got us to that outcome that we weren't happy with. And we we're so reluctant to just do something different. And like, just to call myself out, like my actions would often be consistent if, if I wasn't finding that I was like, having enough time to not be working, I would end up just like working more and that didn't necessarily solve the problem. And so mm -hmm. when I started to create better boundaries in my day to instill some time to go to jujitsu and to start uh, creating like an overarching goal to strive for, like that's competing and having some skin in the game sort of thing. And then that sort of instilled more of a greater purpose towards uh basically like making every other goal mean more like my strength training then means more and my nutrition then means more and my sleep means more because I have this overarching goal and it's outside of work and then I can still apply myself in work and still have a good career but I have yeah. something else to kind of like fuel the fire and it's only because I did that one thing that was kind of like scary and it was like going to that first class going somewhere where I've never been before doing something I've never done before and meeting some new people and reconnecting with some people that I knew from before. Uh, and I think it's just so important. So like we're, we're kind of like bringing the, the show full circle, but I would have to say like, it, it's so important for people to take this time as they're getting reflective and start to think about the thing that they're going to do in the near future that they might've been reluctant to do um, that they might do if they saw somebody else do it. But even if they don't see somebody else do it, just do it. Uh, but yeah, just, just before, go ahead. Yeah, I was, was going to say, well, yeah, like just do it because maybe you could be you can be the motivator to help others in that same situation. And uh, for some reason, this analogy, I, I've brought this up like a bunch in the last few months. I don't know why, but um, the the joke of uh, diabetes runs in my family, and then somebody says, no, it's not that diabetes runs in your family; it's that nobody runs in your family. And it's a, a funny little joke, but I've thought about this, that little thing in multiple ways. Like, and it, and it is so, so true. It doesn't matter. Like the cards are stacked against everybody in some degree. And for some people in any, in any given area of life, the cards are stacked tremendously against them. And whether it be the environment they grew up in, their upbringing, the, the, the genes that they got passed down, there's some people who are worse off than others in, in any scenario. And not to get in it, it the the discussion about how or why any of that happened it's irrelevant like at some point every single person has to make 
or do you have the opportunity? The problem is you don't have to, but you have the opportunity to make a choice that you are going to be you are going to be the agent of change moving forward for your legacy, for everyone that comes after you and for everyone around you. <coughs> you you can be you have to be bold and make the decision to then help everyone around you and all of the future generations that come after you. And it probably won't be easy. It probably is going to come with a lot of pitfalls, but you have to make that choice. If if you have a a, a um and I'm going to use the diabetes thing. If you have a family history of diabetes, there's probably a lot of that. It, a lot of it that is genetic. There's going to be some things that you can't control. But like you said, there's a ton of stuff that you can control, and there's a ton of stuff you can implement daily to reverse that course for you in the present moment, you in the future, and everybody that comes after you. And I think it's super, super critical to. And it, you alluded to something about this earlier, like. You don't even have to pass judgment on your past self or past people in your life. It doesn't matter. Just put all that, put all of that in the rearview mirror, and don't look in that rearview mirror anymore. Just look out the out the front window and look look at where look at where you're headed because you can change exponentially more than you ever give yourself credit for if you just start taking action on something. Love that. And we both have a hard stop coming up here. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to leave our audience with just like one piece of advice that you have for them. I guess if I'm going to give a piece of advice coming off of this, coming off of this uh, conversation, it's twofold. It's find one area in your life that you want to improve in and, and take action on that. Whether it's a small or big step, just do something. And then the second part of that is both, Tell people what you're doing and seek out those like-minded people or the people that you are that you want to emulate. Find and surround yourself with the Chris Littles of this world because they are moving forward and you can you can ride their coattails and it's gonna take you to a good place. All I ever want to do is wake up and ride your coattails, Chris. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. And with that, uh, we will wrap up this episode. But thanks so much for joining me today, Mark. Thank you. It was uh, much needed.